Welcome everybody to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. Guess what? My man Ross is back. This is episode number 20. This time we're talking about injuries, both when you're on the job and while you're at the gym. If you haven't yet, go to coachpots.com, sign up for the newsletter. And if you have any questions that you want featured on the show, hit me up at andy at coachpots.com. Episode number 20, you gotta be kidding me. Time sure is flying. Hope you enjoy Home and Body Improvement Show. Dude, it's just another day in paradise. And by paradise, nice. I mean I'm sitting here. This is going to be a short podcast. A, you have band practice, which I totally understand and completely respect. B, that is right. it's about 4,000 degrees in my office right now. And I keep the fan and AC off while we're recording this because I don't want any like mm, in the background. So we're going nice. to keep this tight, Ross. You're going to say something nice. educational and funny. And then uh, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. I like it. I like it. Chicago is good, man. It's a hot one. I, you know what? I can't. I'll be honest. I'm in love with the heat. I will. Uh, I'll take the heat over the cold any day. And these days, um, we look. We're looking at like record-setting temps, which I'm totally cool with, because uh, before you know it, it's like ten below, and I'm questioning my own existence. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that off for as long as I possibly can. Are you? Are you working outside these days? Uh, I'm actually working at a client's uh, garage inside their garage, not outside. So it's, you know, if I'm not moving plants around my, my mom, I prefer to be working inside. So, uh, but for this job, we are putting up pretty much a, a nice little uh, shelving rack uh, inside our client's garage. You know, uh, it's actually really nice. You know, like you, something did you see, see at a department store, you know, where you see those nice little dividers for shelving for your shoes. Yep. Our client wants something like that, but uh, to hold all of their indoor, uh, you know, uh, shovels, brakes, uh, bikes. And so they have that whole setup, and uh, it's like slat board. And so I'm pretty much uh, slate board. I'm sure Just you're doing a great that. job with it. I've, I've had some sort of similar experience. I put a utility shelf together, one I purchased at Costco, and I'm currently using it as a dumbbell rack. How am I nice. using it as a dumbbell rack, you might ask? Well, what I did was I took each shelf and you know they say each shelf holds 1500 pounds well that's kind of a that's a little bit of an exaggeration you have to take a sheet of plywood and put it um, on top of the shelf the entire shelf to evenly distribute the weight and then from there i elevated the back portion of it a couple inches so it's a little bit of an angle and then i threw yeah. a uh, piece of three-quarter rubber on top that's why i cut it out put it on top so it doesn't look like a dumbbell rack but the dumbbells won't slide and it serves its function so i'm happy with that that's good. That's good. Is your That's is your nice. client happy so far? Was that their idea or was that yours? That was theirs. You know, uh, their daughter had the same thing set up at their uh, home uh, for the garage. And that they liked how it looked. And so uh, we replicated it for them. So it's been nice. It, you know, they, I thought it was really interesting. But there's those uh, steel little inserts. They go for about three bucks a, a pop. 
So you got to install about 16 inserts uh, on each side, a total of 32 these steel inserts for uh, reinforcement on this board. And uh, pretty much you're going to be driving about 100 bucks, 100 Ooh. bucks just for the steel inserts. Ooh. And the board itself, the board itself is about like 36, 33 right there. So I had so, an empty wall in my office and decided to put shelves over the entire wall, just thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I take everything off the ground or where, and stuff from the Jordans put on the shelves. $500. <laughs> you know, yeah, you just don't right. see that one coming, man. And those those steel brackets, the shelves themselves, you know, whatever holds the shelves up, those little L brackets, uh, those cost money. And then the hardware, the bolts, you know, the toggles, everything, it was just like, it was $500. You know, it's, it's, it's essentially permanent insulation for as long as I live here, but... I don't know, man. That's not what I was expecting to spend. That's for sure. Well, like uh, I think for another client I installed, uh, they had some oak shelves that were solid oak shelves, and uh, I had them cut, and they were about almost was like two inches thick, you know. And uh, I had to hollow out the back of them because I had uh, these like flush mounted wall brackets, and so those brackets were was like fifty bucks a pop, you know, because they're steel, they're custom made. And so I think I ended up, ended up ended up paying about three hundred dollars for these mounting brackets, and it was it was a lot of work. I loved it, but it was like, are you committed? So I don't. Are you committed to the look? It's, that's where it comes down to. I don't want to out you. You don't have to answer this question, but do you typically charge by the project or by the hour? Right, I by the project. Gotcha. Because there's always something for me. There's always something like I have all my stuff, but there's always something, you know. So I feel like it takes pressure off the client, but you know, I know there's a lot of people who like definitely saving their money, you know, on the project. But, um, you know, for me, for my skill, my experience, I think definitely just the overall, I don't like doing the hourly. It's just, cause then clients are like, what are you doing? You're like, are you checking your phone? You're like, I'm checking my phone because I got a message from, you know, my girlfriend, you know, I got it. Yeah, I got back it. Off so there. Yeah, I know, hot right. shot. Don't worry, man. I'll make up those 10 extra seconds. No, I, yeah. uh, I I feel your pain, but, you know, because I'm still working on that gym in River Forest, and it's coming along. It's going to be, first, to be honest, I don't think it's ever going to end, but we're hiring an electrician, and he right off the bat was like, I'm $60 an hour. I was like, and he's like, yeah, hey, I see this uh, project lasting a couple of days, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Running some conduit, connecting a fan, I mean, I did that myself. It didn't take me a couple of days, uh, maybe if you're working on like two-hour increments, but... I don't know, I just, you know, but whatever, man. I, it's just one of those things that, you know, charge it by the hour, charge it by the project. I think you're going to get screwed either way, you know, sometimes um, either over or underestimate. But uh, I think it's just, a, I think over time you just develop which one you like best. Yeah, man, there's finishers and non-finishers, you know. And if you're one guy who's electrician and you're working alone, you know, definitely it's going to go longer. If you're two guys that are electricians, you're going to go faster, you know. Yeah. That's that's kind of how it goes, you know, me remodeling by, by myself. I'm limited. I'm cutting, you know, cutting tile. Dude, I love cutting tile. But then when I'm installing it, that's another thing. So I need two guys, one cutting, one installing. Because you don't realize how much up and down you're getting. So I'm getting my cardio workout the whole time as I'm installing. And it's like, yeah. I mean, this is a rocket science. But like, just because I'm doing it all myself. I've done stuff by myself. And again, this is not rocket science, but... You figure out real quick that if there's one other person there, you it takes it goes twice as fast and you only do half the work, you know, uh, right. and it's, it's just a it's huge time saver, man. Even stupid stuff like being on top of a ladder and having someone hand you a screwdriver. I mean, it's just, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down when like 
you know, if someone else was there, they'd be able to help you out. It just makes a huge difference. And then, yeah, I think you can have too many people on a project, but you know, I find that sweet spot is like right around two or three people because it just cuts everything into a half or by a third, and it just makes a it makes the project even more pleasurable to work on. You don't hate, you know. It depends on what you're doing. Like I'm, I'm doing everything myself at this gym, and uh, I'm enjoying it. But boy, it's taken me a really long time just because of all the stuff I've already mentioned. You know. Yeah, man, and it all comes down to planning and execution. You know, timeline. You know, what does it look like? All right, what's the plan for today? How many? How many? things are going to be, you know, how many things we're going to get done today or installed. So it's like, it's back and forth. It's cardio, man. That's how I look at it. Ross, I got, I got a topic for today, buddy. Yeah. I got a topic for today. It's not cardio. It's injuries on the job. Have you had any, what do you do to avoid them? You know, we're talking the same thing in the gym. I'll take care of that portion, pal. You don't worry. But, um, like, I'm just curious, like, you know, in terms of like, uh, cause I, I've already, um, by the way, I did take your advice, and uh, I'm brand loyal to Ryobi now. And the reason is because of the batteries. So I bought, okay. a, I bought nice. a blower. Yeah, it had, there's like a one plus series. I think it's like an 18 volt or 18 watt, whatever it's called, a uh, battery. So I can use it for my my uh, screwdriver, or not whatever that um, not the impact driver, the other thing, the drill. I can use it for the drill, and I can yeah. use it for the blower. And I'm looking at Ryobi stuff. I like it. I don't know. It's I know it's. I don't know if it's necessarily lower end per se, but it's definitely cheaper than the other Milwaukee and DeWalt's and all that stuff. And for as much as I use it, I think, uh, I think I'm a Ryobi guy. Right. My, my father said it right. It's, it's good for a homeowner, you know, I'm a if homeowner. you're a professional work, you, you go for the professional tools, good homeowner tools. There's good homeowner tools. You can't go wrong with that. I got nothing against it. I got nothing if it lasts me five, it. 10 years, I'm happy. So, but seriously injuries. Uh, one thing I did realize that when you're using a drill, whether it just be on the screw or actually using the bit, uh, when you drill into something like, let's say, wood, that bit becomes incredibly hot. And if you touch it to your skin, uh, not you will get a gash that will last approximately two weeks and counting. So Sounds like experience coming from you. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. I didn't realize how hot it gets. And it's, yeah. Dude, it's little things, too. Like, I was screwing... Uh, I was putting some screws in, right? And I didn't, I just didn't, you know, it was pine. I felt like uh, I didn't really need the uh, pilot holes. I was like, "Ah, I don't feel like messing around with it. And so, you know, you would, I would screw them in. They'd be fine, but it didn't work out right. So I had to pull the screws out. Even the screws were hot. And it was just like, my God, like it's just little things like that. And all of a sudden you're coming away with blisters and nicks. Uh, So I'm kind of wondering, you know, when you have, I, I guess, obviously, if you fall off a ladder, that's going to be different than burning yourself with a drill. But, you know, in terms of injuries, what have you experienced? What did you do? Have you had to go to the hospital? Talk to me, Ross. I'm just saying, like, for your example, dude, for me, I, I, dude, I'm a guy who has a tendency to put things in my mouth, you know, like a toothpick or so. And I've had myself put a hot screw right in my mouth. It just burned my lips. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It got me. And I was like, I never want to do it again. I could say I've done that multiple times, probably up to 30 times in my career. I've done, uh, um, I've did that with a lit cigarette. Like I dropped the cigarette, pick it up, it was the wrong end, put it in, boom, burnt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't smoke anymore. Ones. And don't ever smoke, kids. It's bad for you. And don't ever put hot drill bits in your mouth either. That's a tip yeah. from your Kochi Pots and your, and your Rock and Ross. Yeah, you'll never win. You'll never win, kids. So you just get a um, you just get a burn on your lip, and people think you have mouth herpes, right? Yeah. Well, you know that's why it's so good about doing construction because you're inside someone's house and you don't see a lot of people in the public, so you just kind of <laughs> have to wait wait it out through the week, and you're like, oh, good, you know, good. At least it's like when you get a haircut, you're like, yeah, no one sees my 
my bad haircut. Good. I, <laughs> well, these days you can just throw your mask up. No one will ever see it. Nobody. Nobody. Um, but to get back to other injuries, man, I think it's, you know, the worst case scenario that I've ever had was, uh, you know, in the past I've like, you know, at home. Oh, you know, you're, you're dipping out a little bit. What did you say at home? What? Like I'm def- at a home injury, you know, I've, in the past I've had like a situation where, uh, I touched a pair of hedge clippers and that was, uh, not the job site, but I, I cut myself and I had to get 15 stitches Ooh. and that was the worst thing that happened to me. And I realized at that point, it's like, man, you know, I was thankful to have like, you know, at least a bandage kit that was with me at the time and some of that, that protect me because there's just a lot of things you don't know, but definitely gardening tools like hedge clippers. You always gotta be aware about that. And so they have, how they did you do with the hedge clippers? Though? Because they now we had to have two hands on it, and then it turns off the blade. I was working with an old set, so it's but it comes down to safety, being aware of the blade. You know, I've never had any injuries with a chop box or anything like that. I think but with stuff be- like that, you're you're like overly cautious. At least I know I am, right? I mean, there's some Man. things. I, you know what? Just, I, I bought a router. I, I got to interrupt you, Andy. I just got to say this. Just put the fear of God whenever you're working with the table saw. Just yeah. put the fear of God in you because you never know that when you're working with the table saw, it could pull you in or that blade. Just be afraid. And I always have that in my mind all the time because I don't trust the damn thing and I want to keep all my fingers. What if so you just, um got that, that Jesus hair caught in there too and it just sucked your head in and all of a sudden, whammo, you know, you don't have any ears. And uh, brain damage for the rest of your life. That'd be that'd be bad, right? Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, so let's hope that never happens. No, I yeah, I find with power tools in particular, I don't know. I think you get a little bit cocky, you know, have to use them for a while. But like, um, I have to ask myself this continually: Hey, is it worth it? You know, like, I mean, there's some like I'm some precision cuts I'm trying to make where like the wood shoots out of the side, and you're thinking to yourself, my God, if I had, you know, if I was if I was eye level with that, I could have taken out my eye and. Is it really worth it? Am I, am I, why am I taking this chance? You know, why am I feeding it with my hands when I could get like a piece of scrap wood to do the feeding for me? Um, you know, I, I'm getting better with the circular saw, like a little bit more comfortable. I still wouldn't touch a chainsaw to save my life. I'm just not, I, I'm not there yeah. yet, you know? But yeah, I find with power tools, I, I try to be a little bit more cautious. Um, hey, you'd be proud of me. I got a router. Yes, I did. Congratulations. Guess what brand? Ryobi. Ryobi, there you go. Yeah. See, brand loyalty. Yeah. You're a smart guy. So I made these uh, boxes from scratch, and I'm uh, very proud of myself, and uh, I'll show you some pictures and stuff. But, yeah, no, it came out okay. Um, they're they're sturdy enough. Yeah, I'm happy. It was sturdy enough for me to jump on. I um, I took off the, the, the hard edges with the router and uh, put a couple coats of poly on it, and uh, I'm happy with it. See, that's the way you do it. See, that's good. And what, like, yeah, you put in some sweat equity, some sweat time into it. And save myself about 100, 150 bucks almost. Um, I did let Home Depot make the cuts, though. I don't have a table saw. It just wasn't worth it. Let's talk about injuries in terms of working out. I'll breeze through this and we'll chit-chat and we'll call it a day. I, um, I haven't had any broken bones, thank God. And I think in terms of the injury scale, the most thing... The worst injury I've ever had that I've had several times was concussions, and those were all football-related. Although I did get in a car accident once, and I think I might have got a concussion, but that one went undiagnosed. Um, in terms of, like, working out, I found that, like, anytime I'm approaching an injury, I kind of just dial it back a little bit. But there's little things like blisters and... Um, you know, I was doing when I was doing CrossFit, when you do a lot of high repetitions with the barbell and kettlebell, 
Um, it just rips your your cuticles to shit, and all of a sudden, man, you get your bleeding, um, and then you know you can't really use that hand properly for like the entire week. So um, would I use gloves these days? Yeah, I would. Would I use gloves ten years ago? No, I wouldn't because uh, that noise is killing me, man. What are you doing? Sure, dude, keep going on. Sorry, I have you on speaker. Okay, well, take it off. Um, that uh, that it. I find that um, I would wear gloves these days, just like I wear a belt. I don't wear a lifting belt all the time, but if I'm getting near my heavy sets, I don't even think about it. And if I, I just throw the belt on. And the same thing with um, anytime my back is just kind of bothering me or if I'm doing a like a uh, exercise that I know is going to potentially irritate my back, like back squats or uh, stiff-legged deadlifts or just even like lifting things from off the ground, I'm probably throwing that belt on just to be on the safe side. So I haven't had any injuries. Obviously, we talked about rest, ice, compression, elevation, umpteen different times. But these days I find like the injuries that kind of stink and that, uh, you know, I'm trying to avoid at all costs are like blisters. And, um, you know, anytime just you rip the hands, like you can't use that hand. I mean, or you got to like somehow maneuver, like take the thumb off the barbell in order to be able to lift stuff. So I don't know. I just, uh, um, you know, and then after, the, you know, and, you know, a lot of my injuries occur these days is in the kitchen. Again, I'm getting a little more cocky with my kitchen knives and then I'll take off something. I used a, I had a mandolin slicer and I took off the top of my thumb one time and it just bled like crazy, man. You know, you try to hold it above your heart, like that's going to do something. Just wrapped it up in toilet paper. Thank God I didn't need any stitches on that one. I did need a, um, <clears throat> one time I used a pineapple slicer and I was trying to get the core. It was actually a pineapple core and I was trying to get the core out of the actual, you know, whatever mechanism. And I smashed my thumb so bad that the thumbnail eventually became detached from the thumb and I had to go, the only reason I went to urgent care was because it started to smell and I was like, yeah, there's gotta be something wrong. And he ended up just washing it out. The thumbnail ended up getting lost. I ended up growing it back and it you know, took about two, three months. But um, I find anytime I nick my hands with like the gym, I feel it when I'm in the kitchen. Anytime I nick my you know hands when I'm in the kitchen, I feel in the gym. So anything you can do to protect your hands, just kind of be overly cautious when you're using the knife in the kitchen. Uh, if you think you're going to get a blister, same thing with like, um, you know, running, like you feel that little hot spot before um, the, the blister actually opens to avoid all that, you know, a little bit of Vaseline always goes a long way. So um, just position it. And the same thing with um, chalk in the gym. You know, um, anytime your hands get wet, they have a tendency to sometimes get a little bit sticky. The chalk, dry your hands first, put some chalk on it. It helps reduce the friction, less likely to get blisters. So that's all I got to say about that. Ross? Yeah, no, I got nothing else to say. Uh, I love it. So you've never fallen off a ladder. I've, I went backwards on a ladder once, but I was only like a couple feet. Oh off. my gosh! Just I'm just to all you old men out there. I'm not. I'm just saying this. If you have a like a really one of those 1980s thin aluminum ladders, anybody human animals out there, if you have a thin aluminum ladder, please retire it. Guilty. Buy yourself a thicker aluminum ladder. Dude, those I'm little, so guilty. Those things are called widowmakers for a reason. Because if you're married and you fall off of that, your wife is going to be a widow. Not so, only do I still have mine, I have th it's a six footer. I have 13 foot ceilings. I've stepped on the top numerous times thinking to myself, man, if this thing buckles, I'm screwed. Uh, you know, knock on wood, it's never happened. But is it called a widowmaker? I didn't know that. That's why they call them like, uh, yeah, you're married and then you fall off the ladder. Widowmaker. Bang. Dead. She's yeah. a widow. Yeah. Hopefully she's got a good life insurance policy, you know, help pay yeah, off man. some of those bills. If they did it right. 
Another thing, too, yeah. she could be standing at the base of the ladder and just kick it out from underneath you. You know? <laughs> Widowmaker. Right, man. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I got, I've had clients who are like, oh, I use the ladder. I look at the ladder. It's like, what is that? What yeah. is that? Get rid of it. I got to get a nine-footer, and I probably should get one that weighs a little bit more than the one I already have. I didn't know that. Yeah, I do have a six-foot aluminum ladder. Widowmaker, huh? Yeah, I got to yeah, get man. a nine-footer, man. I use it a lot. And, well, it's not that I use it a lot, but when I do use it, it's it's usually pretty high up, <laughs> obviously, Just, against the ladder. But Like, I know I know a lot of people my age will love the things, the nostalgic things from, you know, the past or that was their fathers. But just be, be remember, your dad was in the same position or mother was in the same position as you are. You know, it's starting out making a home, making a life for yourself. And at some point, they just had the basic introductory ladder. Just remember it. Think of the long game. Think about your safety. That's all I'm concerned about. So just 80 bucks, 80 bucks for a new ladder is going to save you. you and uh, if you got cuts, don't put lemon juice in it. Bad idea, man. Ooh, bad, bad idea. idea. Oh, you know what? If, I will say this. This show's all over the place. I'm about to wrap it up soon because that's just how we do it here at the H&B Improvement Show. But um, Neil Sporn is your cut's best friend. I found any time that I have any kind of cuts, throw a little Neil Sporn on it, and it heals twice as fast. Uh, try to keep it covered. Try to keep it dry. Sometimes you put the you know put the neosporin on it, but otherwise keep it uh, clean, keep it dry, and um, neosporin that sucker up at least once or twice a day, and it'll heal twice as fast. Yeah. What about polysporin? You like that stuff? Never used it. Is there such a thing, or are you just pulling my le- Polish leg here? No, it's the same thing. It's polysporin. I've heard people say, "Oh, that polysporin." People said that to you? I don't believe you. No, polysporin. <laughs> it's a real thing. Ah. Uh. Ross, you're going to band practice. You got any gigs coming up? Yeah. Yeah, you hear that sound? Right. That's the sound of nothing happening. You know, and it's also due to my drummer because he's very picky about it. I'm just getting on the record. He's kind of picky about our locations. So we could make some suggestions, and he's like, yeah, that place. I hear they grow up women. Nah, I don't want to go there. And you're like, huh? That was, that was just one incident that did happen at one place. What? I don't know, man. Everybody has their own things, and we all had the compromise. So then I put on the record. You hear that? You hear that, Kelly? We're talking about you. Hey, Ross, what? what did the drummer get on his SATs? What? Drool. Uh, get it? Drool? Drool. <laughs> Comedy coming at you. You like that? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, a lot of drummer jokes, man. Google them. They're good. They're funny. Oh, a lot funnier than this stupid show. Yeah, like how you Where were you the last out? two weeks? You didn't even, sh- I, can't, I understand missing a week, it happens. But you missed two weeks in a row. Two. I had to yeah, fly man, solo. I, Thank God I was able to hold the ship down, you know? I know, man. I'm, hey, I'm glad we're talking again. That's good. That's a good, <laughs> good sign. Yeah, it is. Um, so, don't get injured. I think that's the point of this whole show. Come to River Forest. Come work out. It's going to be fun. I'm going to, you know what stall bars are? That's my next. Actually, I'm gonna build a pegboard, so nice. I'm gonna get a um, one and one quarter uh, inch holes. I'm gonna get some uh, pegs, which if I gotta settle for pine, I will. But uh, hopefully, a maple would be nice. And um, that's my next build. And then after that, I'm gonna build some stall bars, which are those. You may have seen them. They just look like climbing bars, essentially. Yeah. They're only like a couple inches a piece. You know, you get about ten of them. Uh, they're good for stretching stuff like that. And then that's it, man. I'm letting everyone else do all the building. That's good, man. I'm glad you're getting your DIY effort in. That's fun. I am. It's been a DIY kind of life. I see more uh, YouTube videos of uh, DIY of Andy. 
Yeah. Andy. That's funny. Ha! Ha! Coming at you. Ross, it's been a real slice for you. It's been a real... For you to hang out with uh, me. Yeah, that's, it's been a slice. Yeah, it's for been you. a good, good uh, blister in my finger. I like it. All right, pal. I'm going to talk to you later. All right, dude. Good talking. Bye. Be safe, everybody. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. Again, if you haven't yet, go to CoachPots.com. Sign up for the newsletter. I talk more about the gym. I'm building a river forest. I'm available for online training, doing yoga in the park. Man, there's lots of stuff going on, and I want to keep you informed. And again, please send me some questions. Andy at CoachPots.com. Ross and I will answer it on the air. Home and Body Improvement Show. Until next time.